Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today, Jonah, our very special guest is John Moon, and we'll be talking about training dogs for the disabled right after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm in the studio with my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, and we are welcoming Mr. John Moon to the to the microphone. Hi, Step good morning. Up. Thank you very much good for morning, having Good morning, John. And uh, our engineer, Jay Verzi, has brought in the theme from Lassie, because John has brought a very special guest, a beautiful dog, very well behaved, by the name of Rainbow. And John, why is Rainbow here? Tell us about your organization. Well, Rainbow, uh, well, let me back up a sec. Uh, Our organization is called Needs. We've been around for almost 40 years. And we originally started off as a hearing ear dog program, which means that uh, the dogs were trained to hear sounds that people with hearing loss couldn't actually hear. Well, you know, everyone's used to a seeing eye dog. They they have seen the seeing eye dog with the harness and Mm -hmm. the vest, uh, guiding the blind, making sure they don't step in front of traffic. Uh, I don't think too many people are are familiar with the fact that there are also dogs that help the hearing disabled. Uh, So if, if, like... The, the, the doorbell rings, they'll come tug at your sleeve or something like that? Actually, you're correct. They will uh-huh. actually come up and literally touch someone on their leg uh, to inform them, uh, alert them, if you will, that someone is knocking at the door, maybe that the smoke alarm is going off. We have a client from the South uh, who needed the dog to recognize tornado warning sirens. Really? So the dogs need to be customized to each person's living situation, where they happen to be, and how they live their life. So let's, let's like you said, back up a little bit. NEED stands for for, is there an acronym? Oh, Needs? gosh. Okay. Yes. So tell us about that because it's spelled N E A D S. That's right. Okay. And what does that stand for? It stands for National Education for Assistance Dog Services. But quite honestly, I say it stands for the best damned assistance dogs in the United <laughs> States. States. Okay. <laughs> and your motto or your tagline is Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans. So this is a national uh, organization, That's agency. And John, where are you based from? We're based up 
up in uh, Princeton, Massachusetts, which uh, is a little bit north of Worcester, Massachusetts. They moved in it Central. from New Jersey? Absolutely. We brought the whole <laughs> university with us. Um, but uh, yes, we've been there uh, in business since 1976. And your official title is your director of programs and communications. So clearly you're the man that goes out and spreads the word and does things like come on Radio Rotary. And you, of course, have brought Rainbow with you. I just want to clarify for our listening audience, because this is something that I've learned on my stint, through my stint on Radio Rotary. There's a big difference between therapy dogs and service dogs. John, can you explain? that? I can. Uh, therapy dogs do not have the same rights of access as an assistance or service dog does. Uh, by rights of access, I mean being able to go into a building uh, without asking permission. An assistance dog can accompany me in any situation or setting except for a private residence. So a country club or someone's home, I would need to ask permission for Rainbow to come with me. But if I walk into a Target, a Walmart, uh, a dining uh, establishment, a diner, Rainbow has to be allowed to come with me because she is assisting. And that's part me. of the um, federal guidelines for disabled. There's you, a, a, yes, a the law. A, Americans a, with Disabilities thank Act. Thank you. So the even Disabilities if this, Act. Even yes. if the facility has a sign, no dogs allowed, right? Because it's an assistant dog, you can or must bring him in because he needs correct. assistance. The person she's needs doing assistance. something to help yes. me uh, manage my day. Right. Yeah. How did you get interested in this? John? Uh, that's a great question. I was very fortunate. I worked in the commercial sector for a, a great many years. It was good work. Uh, I made a good living, and yet it wasn't very meaningful. Uh, it wasn't something that was actually helping others, mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to do that with my life. So uh, I had an opportunity when I gave up my publishing career. I was publisher and national sales manager of magazines and websites and uh -huh. such. And yet, uh, when there was an opportunity to really help needs uh, communicate uh, more broadly into the commercial sector, trying to get more donations, if you will, from businesses as opposed mm -hmm. to individual donors, there was uh, an opportunity, and I had that uh, to join. I was one of many people that interviewed, and I was selected to join the organization. And you've been with them again for how long? Six years. Six years. And again, it's NEADS, spelled N-E-A-D-S, and the website is www.neads.com. DSneeds.org. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we'll repeat the website uh, later on in the show. Our guest, John Moon, uh, Director of Program and Communication for Needs, Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans. Um, well, deaf is, is pretty clear as far as the, the, what that disability is. What are the kind of disabilities, besides the kind of thing like seeing eye dog, which everyone pretty much is sure. familiar with, what are the kind of disabilities will you have a, tr a dog trained to uh, assist someone with? Uh, children on the autism spectrum benefit from having a, what we call a social dog at their side. Oh, wow. Um, wounded veterans that might be uh, missing limbs or have limited use of uh, some portion of their body. Rainbow actually was matched with the first gentleman uh, to come through our canine for combat veterans program uh, this gentleman had lost his legs in Afghanistan and rainbow was a balanced walker dog for this gentleman and uh, other kinds of programs uh, people with multiple sclerosis spinal cord injuries uh, someone that uses a power wheelchair perhaps all the time. Rainbow is, uh, and all of our assistance dogs, are trained to do what I call simple everyday tasks. For you and me, it's easy to flip on a light switch, right. go into the refrigerator and get a bottle of water. But if you did not have use of your legs because of a spinal cord injury, maybe through no fault of your own, you're using a wheelchair in your life. If you are outside of your 
your wheelchair or off your prosthesis, Rainbow could go to the refrigerator, get your medication, get water for you so that you didn't have to transfer back to your wheelchair or put your legs back on. Mm -hmm. You know, people may not believe that we really have a dog here in the studio because she's so spectacularly trained. She is just at that attention here, quiet, beautiful animal. Um, How are these dogs trained? Great question. We begin training at, at eight weeks of age. Uh, we get uh, many of our best dogs from Guiding Eyes for the Blind, which is in the Patterson, New York area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously breed dogs to be guide dogs, but in a litter. But do you screen? Oh, you, yes. you must screen them to see if a dog has an aptitude for this. They do some, correct. having owned many dogs in my life, they're, they're, they're dogs just like people have their strengths and weaknesses. Absolutely. So, they're, so at, right at eight weeks, they're, they're ready to leave the nest, ready to leave the litter, and you obtain them? Do you buy the dogs? We absolutely do do buy them from Guiding Eyes. Uh, They do some pre-screening. In a litter Mm -hmm. of eight puppies, they can look at all of those puppies and pick out the ones that appear to have the temperament to be a guide dog and those that don't. What do they do with the ones that don't, out of curiosity? In the case where they determine that that dog has the potential to be an assistance dog, they call needs. Uh When uh, maybe another puppy that doesn't meet criteria to be either an assistance or guide dog, they're adopted out. Okay. Um, But you're right. Uh, Not every puppy can be. And are there some breeds that lend themselves in general to this type of service or training? For us, the golden uh, golden retrievers, black and yellow labs are our best uh, breeds. Uh-huh. Oh, you we, know, you said black I, lab and Raybone stood up. She, she sat heard, right she up. She thought that she was her cue. She is. She's very well attuned. <laughs> so John Moon, uh, Director of Program and Communications, uh, you're talking a little bit about how uh, dogs like you, the beautiful Rainbow who's here with us in the studio are trained. Um, what, who, who trains these? Do you have professional trainers or volunteers? Uh, actually, we have professional trainers uh-huh. that whose greatest skill is being able to train the dogs as well as their human partners and that's a real skill because most dog people are very dog oriented well, you know, they're uh, great working with dogs this is important to know I mean you you spoke about some of the disabled veterans who benefit from your dogs the deaf people the blind people you don't just say here's a beautiful dog like rainbow have and a nice leave. life you you pair that up and what kind of training program uh, does the recipient also have oh gosh uh, training really is is multifaceted in the sense that the dogs are going inside of correctional facilities where inmates are doing much of the standardized training our inmates visit those prisons every single day Uh, to work on those standard kinds of tasks. But the matching process is very unique. We want to make sure that the right dog is matched with the right person. Uh, Not any dog is going to work for anybody. So that matching process, we are very good at. We've got a 99% success rate of matching the right dog with the right person's needs. And are there some breeds that are better for blind people, some better for deaf, or just the individual dog? It's really the individual dog. We tend to use it a lot of rescue dogs for our hearing dog program, Mm -hmm. but for the assistance dogs, we use a lot of purpose-bred dogs like Rainbow, who is a black Labrador retriever. And she sports a very interesting vest, and that's something that people should be aware of as well. They are really well marked, and that is the difference between a therapy dog and a service dog. They usually have a red or brightly colored vest on, and it will say something indicating that they are a service assist dog. And, and, you know, I mean, people love dogs. Should should they come up and and pet a, a service dog without permission or... 
No, no, never. Yeah. It's really, you should always ask permission uh, of the person next to that uh, guide or assistance dog. And don't worry if they say no, because you don't really know what that dog is doing for that person. Right. They right. may need to be fully focused on them because the dog's a seizure alert dog, for example, and mm-hmm. needs to be able to sense and see what is going on with a partner that they work for. And no distractions. Correct. Hey, you know, we're going to find out more about uh, this marvelous program with our guest, John C. Moon, Director of Programs and Communications for Needs, Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast and on iTunes at RadioRotary.org, including in Toronto, Canada, where Fatima Sitiqui is one of our regular listeners. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, John C. Moon of Needs, Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs, and by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal and business wealth management needs. And by Rotary District 7210 and the featured clubs of Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Southern Ulster, and Wallkill East. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Join Red Hook Rotary as they honor environmentalist and community volunteer Ruth O.J. as their Citizen of the Year. There will be a dinner and roast on Tuesday, October 22nd, 2013 at 6.15 p.m. at the Red Hook Firehouse. Tickets are just $40 per person and may be purchased by calling Nikki Weaver at 845-756-5381. That's 845-756-5381. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank. Enriching. Welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Sarah. We are your co-hosts of Radio Rotary, of course. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by Jonah Trebowasser. And today we've been having a fascinating conversation with John Moon, who is the program director and director of communications for NEED, spelled N-E-A-D-S, um, which is an organization um, providing dogs for deaf and disabled Americans. So, and their website is NEADS.org. And if you haven't gotten that pencil let's and paper say that yet, again. NEADS.org. And if you haven't gotten that pencil and paper again, 
send your dog to fetch one because you're going to want to know about it. <laughs> this has been really a fascinating um, conversation about the training of dogs um, and service dogs who differ from therapy dogs and matching them up with people who need assistance in their everyday life um, and the relationship that goes on between the dog and the recipient. But um, we want to jump back a little bit about uh, back into the training a little bit um, that they they the, some of the primary training or the groundwork you involve the prison system is that correct John we do we use uh, 11 different correctional facilities uh, in Massachusetts and one in Rhode Island right uh, the inmates are carefully selected they are by both correctional officers and they're also screened by our trainers to make sure that they've got the right skills in order to work with a dog they're very dedicated you almost want to ask these folks the men and women what are you doing in this place because you have such dedication such commitment such responsibility to the training of the now, dog I, I have this vision of this tough burly multi-tattooed yes. guy with a little cutie puppy right training him to say a baby fetch the warden's keys <laughs> you're close they, they you know these guys and, and women alike they've got to use these high-pitched voices to get the dogs all loving and, and you know connected to them and you do see these folks kind of separated themselves perhaps from a group that they aligned themselves originally with right. like to be again, part of the program yeah, yeah yes. that's terrific but do they get the dog to fetch the warden's keys and I work really, their way out I can't the... actually <laughs> tell you that now John who pays for all this how are you funded where does the money come from I mean this is a national organization it is not inexpensive to acquire and maintain an animal then you you're networking or you've got to I mean it's multi-layered I'm sure but Correct. where does the dough come from bottom line Sarah comes from the generosity of others uh, we rely as a nonprofit on donations from individuals foundations businesses rotary clubs the Lions group organizations that are built on helping others. Um, I can't tell you how generous over decades the Rotary Clubs have been to the needs organization. And uh, it's really just one component of how we raise money. Uh, for example, when I'm in front of schools, sometimes mm -hmm. I have had children bring their lunch money to give to me, to bring back to uh, needs, oh, to donate wow. back to the organization. Isn't that fabulous? It's, it, it's an example of a younger generation having some commitment to giving to others. Mm -hmm. which is generosity is sadly rare these days uh, in this way. And yet when you see a child do this, it both breaks your heart and gives you inspiration for All the future. All at the same time, That's of course. Correct. So John Moon, uh, Director of Program and Communications for Needs, Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans. Let's say we have somebody out there who feels that they or a loved one or a friend or neighbor needs a service dog, either because the person's deaf blind or has other issues like these uh, disabled yeah these disabled Americans um, how would they go about trying to obtain a dog from you great question from the needs organization they simply need to call us or go to our website fill out an application which is automatically transmitted to our client coordinator if you're curious about the other kinds of organizations that exist visit assistance dogs international.org there is a listing of 120 accredited organizations 
organizations there that might meet someone's needs. Our organization does not train all kinds of assistance dogs. You've touched on seizure alert dogs that exist. We don't train them, uh, and yet they can be found through Assistance Dogs International. The guide dog programs are readily available. Uh, the Guide Dog Foundation is a great source uh, for that, and the guide dog programs have been around for almost 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are those <clears throat> are the seeing eye dogs. That's correct. As the uh, everyday term terminology, I believe. That's correct. And there is actually a big agency located here in the Hudson Valley um, in Westchester County, mm-hmm. I think is one of their main posts. And we, d- we were discussing off mic, I believe, John. Do you remember no. where it is in Westchester? Actually, okay. I don't. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, let, 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 me raise, let me raise an issue that, that uh, potentially could be a little bit annoying to some people. And that is the difference between a genuine service dog like the lovely Rainbow, who's here in the studio, so nice and well behaved and quiet. And you know, somebody who's trying to scam the system. I was in a restaurant once with uh, professional colleagues, and a lady walks in with Fifi the Poodle. And, of course, the restaurateur comes over and says, Madam, you have to take the dog out of here because you're not allowed to have dogs in a restaurant. It's a health department regulation, except for guide dogs and, and mm-hmm. genuine service dogs. Right, John? That's correct. And she says, well, it's, what, what did she call it? Not a, a comfort dog. A comfort dog, yeah. Comfort dog. You know, Fifi the Poodle. And she's feeding scraps she just, off the table. She just wanted to have her pooch and, with her in a right. pocketbook. And uh, you know, the restaurateur said, Madam, do you have a loaf for your doctor? And she says, no. He says, then I must ask you to leave because his license is at stake. Is there a lot of that going on, John? There, sadly, there is. There, People can purchase uh, a cape or the identifying things for an assistance dog off the internet. Sadly, people bring their pets to hotels. They don't want to leave them in a kennel uh, feeling that the dog's going to be stressed or sad. So they buy a cape, they slap it on their pet, and take it into a hotel or restaurant. In my opinion, this is breaking the law, which which it is, uh, and they are also hurting the opportunity of someone with a real disability taking their hopefully well-behaved assistance dog into a restaurant or into a hotel or into a business. Rainbow accompanies me wherever I happen to go. You have not heard her bark at all today while we've been on the air. She is only trained to bark, for example, when I ask her to, to alert someone that I might have fallen or hurt myself. But yes, there's a lot of people trying to scam the system. The sad fact is, is there is not a regulatory body that is going that is a, a repository for licensed assistance dogs. So people have an opportunity to scam the system. But again, it helps those that do have a legitimate disability who have a well-behaved assistance dog at their side. A restaurateur can ask uh, an unruly person with a dog to leave their premises without fear of retaliation legally. They might get public reaction to that, but they can ask a dog that is not well-behaved to leave. Um, well, that'd be just like a disruptive patron, a person being ill-behaved or disruptive true. to other people's dining or uh, public uh, experience. Yes. So, I have been stopped, though, outside of a Target or a Walmart mm-hmm. right by the sign that says, only assistance dogs allowed inside. So some of it really is education and awareness, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing that you're helping right. to draw attention to the benefits of assistance dogs through your show. Right now, Rainbow is in the studio with us now and uh, has a red vest on, very stylish red vest with the big uh, letters, black letters on a white background. 
uh, assistance dog. Now, when somebody sees a dog, everybody loves dogs, right? They see the dog, they're seeing an eye dog, assistance dog like this. They want to come up and say, oh, how cute. What's her name? And they want to start, you know, petting it and stuff. Should people be doing that or, or not? People should always ask the human that's with the dog, is it all right to say hello to your dog? Well, you should do that with any dog. True. I would agree Being with you. Being a dog person, you always ask the owner, may I pet your dog? You see, you, there are dogs that, are, that don't want to be pet. They don't want to be touched by anybody but that's their right. alpha person, period. So you should never just you know, um, invade somebody's space. It's just not appropriate uh, for any dog. Well, that's true, but I can't tell you the countless times I've been in an airport and a parent will reach down to say hello to Rainbow and their child stops them and says, no, mom, this is an assistance dog. You have to ask permission. (laughs) That's great. Which is really wonderful. Because Because you've just been made a presentation probably at the child's school. (laughs) Well, here's a practical uh, uh, question. I know some people will... uh, fly with their animals and they put them in the little boxy cage things. Um, do you have to do that with Rainbow? Yes. How does Rainbow does fly? Rainbow, get to walk Rainbow on flies with me on uh, right on the plane. She does she have to buy a seat? She does not. She sits uh, underneath my feet if need be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have approached, uh, you know, gotten on a plane. I can see someone in this, next to the seat that I've been assigned to kind of cringe. And I'll have to ask the uh, a flight attendant to move me to a different seat. But the fact is, is that someone cannot deny me and Rainbow to sit on the plane because of an allergy or fear. I take that into account if someone's mm-hmm. concerned because yeah. I just you're being considerate, That's considerate right. person. Right. And, do they, and when they bring you the pretzels, do they bring Rainbow a doggy treat? Everybody would like to bring Rainbow <laughs> treats or water and things. What like do you that. allow her to eat? Does she get human? No, she probably no, doesn't. No hu- you probably have a very strict diet. I do because I want her to be able to work for me for a good at number of best. years. And people uh, sometimes look at a dog, their assistance dog, and want to feed them more because of these beautiful eyes that they have right. the dog just loves their partner we don't want people to overfeed their dog because the dog is literally needs strong shoulders and hips mm-hmm. heavy to weight be that's right John once again give us your website and your contact uh, if people are interested in the great work of needs the dogs for deaf and disabled Americans sure our website is n-e-a-d-s dot org we're located up in Princeton Massachusetts sounds like it's in uh, New Jersey but we're really in central <laughs> Massachusetts and have been there for for almost 40 years. John Moon, Director of Program and Communications for Needs, Dogs for Deaf and Disabled Americans, thank you for everything you're doing for your fellow people who need uh, that kind of help. And uh, thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. And Rainbow, thanks for being such a good dog. I think Rainbow, Rainbow's can asleep. you say hello? No, I think Rainbow, so. can you speak? 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 That's go. it. That's Terrific. A soft, quiet one. Thank you, Joan and Sarah and all of the Rotary. She whispered to us. Very sweet girl. And uh, Sarah, who keeps us speaking this week? Well, Joan, a Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs, and by Salisbury Bank, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by Rotary District 7210 and the featured clubs of East Fishkill Highland Hyde Park and Kinderhook Village. For my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Betty Renner, and our engineer Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. 
Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. 